0: chapter two of young people's treasury volume six famous travels and adventures by hamilton wright maybe this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b the early explorers the discovery of vinland from the saga of eric the red after that sixteen winters had elapsed from the time when eric the red went to colonize greenland Leif eric's son sailed out from greenland to norway he arrived in drontheim in the autumn when king olaf tryggvason was come down from the north out of halagoland leif put into Nidaros with his ship and set out at once to visit the king king olaf expounded the faith to him as he did to other heathen men who came to visit him it proved easy for the king to persuade leif and he was accordingly baptized together with all of his shipmates Leif remained throughout the winter with the king by whom he was well entertained heriulf was a son of bard heriulfsen he was a kinsman of ingolf the first colonist ingolf allotted land to heriulf between vog and reikianus and he dwelt at first at Drepstok. heriulf's wife's name was thorgerd and their son whose name was biarni was a most promising man he formed an inclination for voyaging while he was still young and he prospered both in property and public esteem it was his custom to pass his winters alternately abroad and with his father biarni soon became the owner of a trading ship and during the last winter that he spent in norway his father Hariulf, determined to accompany eric on his voyage to greenland and made his preparations to give up his farm upon the ship with heriulf was a christian man from the hebrides he it was who composed the sea Roller's song which contains this stave mine adventure to the meek one monk heart searcher i commit now he who heaven's halls doth govern hold the hawk seat ever o'er me heriulf settled at heriulfsness was a most distinguished man eric the red dwelt at bratalid where he was held in the highest esteem and all men paid him homage these were eric's children leif thorvald and thorstein and a daughter whose name was freydis she was wedded to a man named thorvard and they dwelt at gardar where the episcopal seat now is she was a very haughty woman while thorvard was a man of little force of character and freydis had been wedded to him chiefly because of his wealth at that time the people of greenland were heathen biarni arrived with his ship at eyrar in iceland in the summer of the same year in the spring of which his father had sailed away biarni was much surprised when he heard this news and would not discharge his cargo his shipmates inquired of him what he intended to do and he replied that it was his purpose to keep to his custom and make his home for the winter with his father and i will take the ship to greenland if you will bear me company they all replied that they would abide by his decision then said biarni our voyage must be regarded as foolhardy seeing that no one of us has ever been in the greenland sea nevertheless they put out to sea when they were equipped for the voyage and sailed for three days until the land was hidden by the water and then the fair wind died out and north winds arose, and fogs, and they knew not whither they were drifting, and thus it lasted for many Doger. Then they saw the sun again, and were able to determine the quarters of the heavens. They hoisted sail, and sailed that Doger through before they saw land. They discussed among themselves what land it could be, and Bjarni said that he did not believe that it could be Greenland. They asked whether he wished to sail to this land or not it is my counsel said he to sail close to the land they did so and soon saw that the land was level and covered with woods and that there were small hillocks upon it they left the land on their larboard and let the sheet turn toward the land they sailed for two doger before they saw another land they asked whether biarni thought this was greenland yet he replied that he did not think this any more like greenland than the former because in greenland there are said to be many great ice mountains they soon approached this land and saw that it was a flat and wooded country the fair wind failed them then and the crew took counsel together and concluded that it would be wise to land there but biarni would not consent to this they alleged that they were in need of both wood and water ye have no lack of either of these said biarni a course forsooth which won him blame among his shipmates he bade them hoist sail which they did and turning the prow from the land they sailed out upon the high seas with southwesterly gales for three doger. when they saw the third land this land was high and mountainous with ice mountains upon it they asked Bjarni then whether he would land there and he replied that he was not disposed to do so because this land does not appear to offer me any attractions nor did they lower their sail but held their course off the land and saw that it was an island they left this land astern and held out to sea with the same fair wind the wind waxed amain and biarni directed them to reef and not to sail at a speed unbefitting their ship and rigging they sailed now for four Doger when they saw the fourth land again they asked biarni whether he thought this could be greenland or not biarni answers this is likest greenland according to that which has been reported to me concerning it and here we will steer to the land they directed their course thither and landed in the evening below a cape upon which there was a boat and there upon this cape dwelt heriulf biarni's father whence the cape took its name and was afterward called heriulf'sness biarni now went to his father gave up his voyaging and remained with his father while heriulf lived and continued to live there after his father next to this is now to be told how Biarni herjolfsen came out from greenland on a visit to earl eric by whom he was well received bjarni gave an account of his travels upon the occasion when he saw the lands and the people thought that he had been lacking in enterprise since he had had no report to give concerning these countries and the fact brought him reproach Bjarni was appointed one of the earl's men, and went out to Greenland the following summer. There was now much talk about voyages of discovery. Leif, the son of Eric the Red, of Bratelid, visited Bjarni Herjolfsson, and bought a ship of him, and collected a crew, until they formed altogether a company of thirty-five men. Leif invited his father, Eric, to become the leader of the expedition, but Eric declined, saying that he was then stricken in years, and adding that he was less able to endure the exposure of sea life than he had been. Leif replied that he would nevertheless be the one who would be most apt to bring good luck, and Eric yielded to Leif's solicitation and rode from home when they were ready to sail. When he was but a short distance from the ship, the horse which Eric was riding stumbled, and he was thrown from his back and wounded his foot whereupon he exclaimed it is not designed for me to discover more lands than the one in which we are now living nor can we now continue longer together eric returned home to bradalid and leif pursued his way to the ship with his companions thirty-five men one of the company was a german named turker they put the ship in order and when they were ready they sailed out to sea and found first that land which biarni and his shipmates found last they sailed up to the land and cast anchor and launched a boat and went ashore and saw no grass there great ice mountains lay inland back from the sea and it was as a table-land of flat rock all the way from the sea to the ice mountains and the country seemed to them to be entirely devoid of good qualities then said Leif it has not come to pass with us in regard to this land as with biarni that we have not gone upon it to this country i will now give a name and call it Heljaland. they returned to the ship put out to sea and found a second land they sailed again to the land and came to anchor and launched the boat and went ashore this was a level wooded land and there were broad stretches of white sand where they went and the land was level by the sea then said leif this land shall have a name after its nature and we will call it markland they returned to the ship forthwith and sailed away upon the main with northeast winds and were out to dogger before they sighted land they sailed toward this land and came to an island which lay to the northward off the land there they went ashore and looked about them the weather being fine and they observed that there was dew upon the grass and it so happened that they touched the dew with their hands and touched their hands to their mouths and it seemed to them that they had never before tasted anything so sweet as this they went aboard their ship again and sailed into a certain sound which lay between the island and a cape which jutted out from the land on the north and they stood in westering past the cape at tide there were broad reaches of shallow water there and they ran their ship aground there and it was a long distance from the ship to the ocean, yet were they so anxious to go ashore that they could not wait until the tide should rise under their ship, but hastened to the land, where a certain river flows out from a lake. As soon as the tide rose beneath their ship, however, they took the boat and rowed to the ship, which they conveyed up the river, and so into the lake, where they cast anchor and carried their hammocks ashore from the ship, and built themselves booths there they afterward determined to establish themselves there for the winter and they accordingly built a large house there was no lack of salmon there either in the river or in the lake and larger salmon than they had ever seen before the country thereabout seemed to be possessed of such good qualities that cattle would need no fodder there during the winters there was no frost there in the winters and the grass withered but little the days and nights there were of more nearly equal length than in greenland or iceland on the shortest day of winter the sun was up between Eichtarstad and dagmalastad when they had completed their house leif said to his companions i propose now to divide our company into two groups and to set about an exploration of the country one half of our party shall remain at home at the house while the other half shall investigate the land and they must not go beyond a point from which they can return home the same evening and are not to separate from each other thus they did for a time leif himself by turns joined the exploring party or remained behind at the house leif was a large and powerful man and of a most imposing bearing a man of sagacity and a very just man in all things it was discovered one evening that one of their company was missing and this proved to be turker the german leif was sorely troubled by this for turker had lived with leif and his father for a long time and had been very devoted to leif when he was a child leif severely reprimanded his companions and prepared to go in search of him taking twelve men with him they had proceeded but a short distance from the house when they were met by turker whom they received most cordially leif observed at once that his foster father was in lively spirits turker had a prominent forehead restless eyes small features was diminutive in stature and rather a sorry-looking individual withal but was nevertheless a most capable handy craftsman. leif addressed him and asked wherefore art thou so belated foster-father mine and astray from the others in the beginning turker spoke for some time in german rolling his eyes and grinning and they could not understand him but after a time he addressed them in the northern tongue i did not go much further than you and yet i have something of novelty to relate i have found vines and grapes is this indeed true foster father said leif of a certainty it is true quoth he for i was born where there is no lack of either grapes or vines they slept the night through and on the morrow leif said to his shipmates we will now divide our labors and each day will either gather grapes or cut vines and fell trees so as to obtain a cargo of these for my ship they acted upon this advice and it is said that their after boat was filled with grapes a cargo sufficient for the ship was cut and when the spring came they made their ship ready and sailed away and from its products leif gave the land a name and called it wineland they sailed out to sea and at fair winds until they sighted greenland and the fells below the glaciers then one of the men spoke up and said why do you steer the ship so much into the wind leif answers i have my mind upon my steering but on other matters as well do ye not see anything out of the common they replied that they saw nothing strange i do not know says leif whether it is a ship or a scary that i see now they saw it and said that it must be a scary but he was so much keener of sight than they that he was able to discern men upon the skerry. i think it is best to tack said slaif so that we may draw near to them that we may be able to render them assistance if they should stand in need of it and if they should not be peaceably disposed we shall still have better command of the situation than they they approached the skerry and lowering their sail cast anchor and launched a second small boat which they had brought with them turker inquired who was the leader of the party he replied that his name was thori and that he was a norseman but what is thy name leif gave his name art thou a son of eric the red of bradolid says he leif responded that he was it is now my wish says leif to take you all into my ship and likewise so much of your possessions as the ship will hold this offer was accepted and with their ship thus laden they held away to Firth and sailed until they arrived at brodalid having discharged the cargo leif invited thory with his wife gudrid and three others to make their home with them and procured quarters for the other members of the crew both for his own and thory's men leif rescued fifteen persons from the skerry. he was afterwards called leif the lucky leif had now goodly store both of property and honor there was serious illness that winter in Thori's party and Thori and a great number of his people died eric the red also died that winter there was now much talk about leif's wineland journey and his brother thorvald held that the country had not been sufficiently explored thereupon leif said to thorvald if it be thy will brother thou mayest go to wineland with my ship but i wished the ship first to fetch the wood which thory had upon the skerry and so it was done End of chapter two